This is Thursday, January 18th, and given how cold the temperatures have been around here recently and around the country, Mary and I were wondering if you'd like to take a journey with us to a warm, gorgeous, natural place. Back to talk about the Galapagos next. And now a word from our title sponsor. Are all financial advisors fiduciaries? Fewer than you think, not knowing could reduce your lifestyle. Hi, I'm Mitch Kramer, founder and CEO of Fluent Financial. A fiduciary is a regulatory term to reduce conflicts of interest in wealth management. A fiduciary always works in your best interest. A non-fiduciary advisor might put their compensation or company ahead of yours. At Fluent Financial, we are certified financial planners acting as fiduciary advisors. To learn more, go to FluentFinancial.com or Fluent Financial's YouTube channel. What's damaged your roof? Hail, water, wind, maybe just age. Oh, Hail Roofing is where to turn. They've provided the best options, advice, and solutions, be it residential or commercial. For more than a decade now, you can trust Oh Hail to restore your property expertly. Oh Hail. That's O H H H A I L. Ohail.com. With seasonings, there seem to be so many. And then they just sit in your spice cabinet forever. That's not true of goodness, steak seed. I know the name steak suggests that it's very good on steak, which it is. But goodness, steak seasoning is so versatile. Use it on veggies, burgers, soups, even popcorn. Get it by going to the website bringthetasty.com. Goodness, this seasoning is good. The Galapagos Islands are off the beaten path. You get to the western coast of Ecuador and then fly two hours out into the Pacific to reach this group of islands, 72 of them, though only four of them have people on them. And they're this unusual, wonderful, natural place. And the temperatures, don't worry about it. The coldest months in the Galapagos are around 70 degrees. Mm -hmm. And the warmest around 85. Yes, perfect temperature for me. Perfect. Now, we'd recommend going in the dry season. When we went, that's July to November. Mm -hmm. Now, the temperatures aren't quite as high, mid to upper 70s, but no rainfall. No did, rainfall. Did we feel a drop of rain? Not one drop of rain, no. And it's, it's better for the sea life and the seabirds, and we'll get to those in a minute. Okay, some things. Let's tick off about this journey. Number one, it can be done in one long week, nine to nine and a half days. Yes, perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Next, it's not enormously expensive. No, no, there's, and for all budgets, there's different prices for all budgets, so it's very nice. And realize that when you get on the boat, we'll talk about that in a minute. Mm -hmm. When you get on the boat, it's everything. It's drinks, it's food, it's your place to stay. All those things are included in the price. All inclusive. <clears throat> okay. Let's talk about getting there. You must fly to Ecuador. And there are direct flights from DFW to Quito 
and I think maybe even still Guayaquil, this major city on the west coast of Ecuador. Yes, that's where we stayed in Guaya Guayaquil. And we had a great, you get there, you stay overnight. We had a wonderful restaurant that we went to. Cool city. And not an expensive hotel, by the way. Good hotel and not expensive. Right. Okay. So the next day, you get up and you fly to Baltra. That's the airport for the Galapagos. And you get off and you meet your trip leader. Now, whatever reservations you make, you're going to have a trip leader, and that trip leader is going to pick you up and take you to wherever you're going for the next week. Mm -hmm. Now, we would recommend the smallest boat possible. So the boat size that we were on was eight cabins. 16 people maximum. Yes. And I think we had... We had about, there was like 80% occupancy there. So we, there was like 13 of us, I yeah. believe, which was so nice. It was so intimate. It was so personal. And we got to know everybody so on the boat. And we were the only Americans. We were the only Americans. There was Canadian, German. Um, yeah, all over the world. Yeah, it was so People great. were there. And you ate dinner with them every night and breakfast and, and, and lunch. lunch. And, yeah. and you rotated. So you got to know everybody really well. Now. Here's the reason we also recommend the small boat. Besides the intimacy, the small boat can maneuver into places on the islands that the big boats, and there are some big boats working these waters. Yes, there are. Uh, yeah, those, those big vacation cruise ships carrying hundreds and hundreds of people work those waters but they can't maneuver into the little places like the no, small boat. No, no, you get on smaller boats and maneuver in, but I liked being like more up close and personal on our small boat. One last thing about the size of the boat. When you're going to go do activities, and we'll get to those in a moment, when you're going to go do activities, everybody gets in one large, thick rubber raft called a panga, and you all go do whatever you're going to do that day. Mm -hmm. And now, let's talk about the schedule, because the schedule's brilliant. Yes. Okay. You get up, you have breakfast. Everybody gets in the panga and goes and does something. Again, we'll get to the something in a minute. You come back to the ship. Lunch is ready. Yes. You see a star. Yes. And then you get up in the middle of the afternoon to go out and do your afternoon activity. But while you've been having lunch and siestaing, the boat has moved from one island to another. Yeah, that's was like the cool part of it is you were always moving. So you're always seeing new, amazing lands. And yeah. the lands and the islands are so different. Incredibly different. Mm -hmm. And and that means that in a six-day period, I think we made 12 island stops. Yes. And by the way, you're thinking, um, you see one island, you see them all. No. No. Yeah, they are all so unique and so very different. Some of them are flat. Some of them have major hills. Some of them incredibly lush. And some of them 
Not a blade of grass. Yeah, completely volcanic lava. In fact, you walked on the volcanic lava. I did. Yeah, we had a hike. And uh, the hike was amazing. But we were wearing shorts, most of us. But it was a little kind of scary when you're hiking on lava because if you slip and you fall, oh, let me tell you, there is no grace for your knees at all. Yeah, lava's very unforgiving. <laughs> Indeed. And, and by the way, those lava fields, they're only on a couple, three of the islands. Those lava fields, Charles Darwin may have walked those lava fields uh, 150 or more, more years ago. Yeah, it was kind of cool, like, thinking that, like, Charles Darwin was on this island and investigating everything that we were looking at. Yeah, this is the Galapagos is where Darwin spent about a half a year and did the majority of his research mm -hmm. in the very, very important book, The Origin of the Species. Yeah, which is a fascinating book. Yeah. If you guys want to read that. It is. Okay. Now, let's go next to what you do. Okay. Hike. Climb. Climb. Walk. Walk, dive, snorkel. Swim. Mm -hmm. Sunbathe. You can do all, all those things Siesta, on this trip. Read a book. And by the way, talk about the snorkeling first. I'm not a snorkeler. Now, Mary is. I'm, I'm also not a diver or a swimmer. Um, but they take the panga to a place, one of the several places they took you all, mm -hmm. to a place where if you snorkel, you're looking way down into what used to be a volcano. Yeah. It's the caldera of, an, mm -hmm. of a volcano. The, the guide said, hey, just jump over and hold the rope yeah. and put your mask below the water. There must have been a million things moving down there. I know, I know. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, there was like it was mostly sea lions, and the sea lions are so cool because they'll just like swim right up to you and next to you and and spin and jump, and so it was pretty cool. Enormous schools of fish, sea grasses waving all around. It, it, it's just. A fascinating place. Yeah, it's a whole new world underwater. Okay. okay, let's talk about another underwater experience you had. You went snorkeling. They took us into this bay where we could walk the beach. By the way, the beach is where the big giant green turtles lay their eggs. And you could see the turtle footprints in the yeah. sand. But Mary went snorkeling. And you had about, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes. I decided to just relax on the beach. Okay, you're out there snorkeling. Tell us what happens toward the end of your snorkeling trip. Okay, right. So I'm snorkeling. It's amazing. It's beautiful. You're seeing all the fish. And I decide, okay, I'm going to turn around. I've seen enough. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, this huge sea turtle comes and swims right next to me. It and, was amazing. And swam next to you for how long? Oh, we swam together for like... 15 minutes so we're swimming and and uh, it's like he was right in front of me and then he just kept looking back at me like you're still there right like come on let's go I want to show you a little more of my land and so we swam together for oh my gosh 15 minutes and then it was time for me to head back but it was 
It was amazing. It was such a beautiful experience. Now, please understand, we're talking sea turtles of this size. These are massive, massive living things. Oh, they're so big. Oh, my gosh. I don't know how much they weigh. Do I don't you? either. I don't either. We'll have to investigate that. We'll get to the tortoise in a minute. But let's go back to the beach. One afternoon, they took us to this beach, and it was afternoon. It was the afternoon session. And I don't know if it's high tide switching into ebb tide or vice versa, okay? But the sea lions don't like that. There's too much churn in the water. So they all come out of the water, lie down on the sand, and siesta. Yes, it's their siesta time. On this island, give me a guess how many sea lions are up there sleeping on the sand. Oh, uh, In my estimation, I would say there was at least 150. They're just stretched out. For the whole beach. I mean, just lined down the row. It and, was an amazing sight. And some little ones were up there, too, yeah, with their moms. Yeah, babies, and uh, they and, had the beach masters uh, on there. The beach masters are these giant males. And this beach had four or five of them, because they each have their own harem. Yes. And they don't like you hanging around their harem. No. Very and, protective. And very they, territorial. And they let you know by staying, I don't know, 30, 40 feet out in the water and just barking at you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about some of the other animals. An enormous number of seabirds. Oh, so many different cool. There's the blue-footed booby. Mm. There's the frigate bird. There's the red-footed booby. Yeah. There. And by the way, the frigate board birds are enormous. They have this remarkable wingspan. And they'll come to shore, and they'll just land on one of the small trees. And, and they'll dry. Just, to dry, yeah. yeah. And they have this big red guller sack at the bottom of their throat. And iguanas. Yeah, well, let's, to go back to the frigate bird, their wingspan must be like seven feet across when they're drying. And then the, the red sack underneath, they it's small, but then when they want to mate, they blow it up like a balloon. And, um, and then they do their wingspan and they flap their wings, and that's kind of their, their mating dance. Now, their mating dance is the males get in the tree, puff their guller sack, and the females fly around thinking, oh, I like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty funny mating dance. But. And, and another of the animals you will see is the giant Galapagos tortoise. They can live to a reported 150 years old. Yes. They are enormous oh my gosh they're like coffee tables no kidding yeah they they must weigh a ton they must weigh a ton and, and they can look pretty old like yes when we went to the darwin center and we were viewing all them i'm like are these like still even alive because they would barely move but then you'd get fairly close to one you never touch the animals 
the guides impressed that upon you. Oh yeah, no, I, I didn't. I was had no interest in touching a no. tortoise. Who wanted to touch this massive thing? Nothing. But if you get a little too close, the tortoise does not have a voice. But if you get a little too close, this sort of sleepy, slow-moving animal goes. <laughs> Which causes you to jump back a little. Yeah, I'm like, okay, that one is still alive. <laughs> okay, two last things. If you're going to the Galapagos, pack lightly and carry your baggage. Yes, they lost Norm's luggage, and uh, he had to wear the same outfit for like a couple of days in a row. But we did land on shore, and we could go and pick up a couple of clothes for him. But the sizes are very different than in the United States. Yes. XL in Ecuador is about an M plus in the United <laughs> States. And the t-shirts were very tight. That wasn't the biggest problem. It was those tight shorts. Let me tell you, he was uh, definitely trend-setting a new vibe. Not a good new vibe, <laughs> by the way. Oh, come on. You were working it. But the, the luggage caught up to us about four days into the trip. Yeah. But what a wonderful time. Last thing, if you're going to book, for us it was really easy. We went to this website, galapagosislands.com, mm -hmm. and started communicating with them, and they gave us advice that was it was spot on the whole trip. It was great. They said, get on a small boat, things like that. Mm -hmm. We got on a boat called Deep Blue. Yeah, that's what our guide called it, Deep Blue. Blue. His name was Williams, and I believe you have to be a native to be a guide there. And you have to be a licensed guide in yeah, Ecuador. They're very, very strict there. And every boat that works the waters has to be licensed, mm -hmm. and every boat has to have a licensed guide on it. Mm -hmm. They are so protective uh, of their islands. Absolutely. Boy, you take one step off the path, and very nicely, Williams would point out to you, uh, please, please stay on, on the path. Yeah. Uh, and they should be protective. It's amazing uh, land. It's amazing. And... Mm -hmm. People are taking its small toll on this land because a fair amount of people go there. But litter, off the beaten path, they want no part of that. Yeah. The Galapagos is a spectacular, natural, warm, fascinating place. Oh, it is. I'm ready to go again. How about you? I'm ready to go again, and you know what? I, I think, and I know Mary thinks, we'd strongly recommend you checking out the Galapagos. Today's episode has been brought to you by Fluent Financial, by Ohel Roofing, and by Goodness Steak Seasoning. Just Wondering is a production of DSP Media for FanStream Sports. You can find Norm's show along with other great programming at fanstreamsports.com. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Just Wondering. If you enjoyed it, please hit follow, 
Then, each episode every weekday will be delivered straight to you. And, if we might ask one more favor, please share it with friends. I'm Norm Hitzkus, and every day, I'll be just wondering about something. And I'm Mary Hitchkiss, and I'm just wondering, too.